Welcome in to the Shots Aside podcast. I'm your host, Alex. I'll be joined shortly by Matt and Manny here in a little bit uh, to talk about our Lakers breakdown. But before we get into that, uh, we got some quick NBA news to kind of go over with. Um, some disappointing news for Thunder fans. Rookie Chet Holmgren will miss the entire 2022-2023 season with a Liz Frank injury to his right foot. Uh, big injury concerns with that. So um, we won't see Chet Holmgren this year. Disappointing already. Um, but hope to see him next year. That'll be fun. But um, in other news, uh, Lakers ended up trading for Patrick Beverly. Jazz ended up getting Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson in the exchange. Uh, Rob Plinka had this to say. He said, we are thrilled to add Patrick Be- Beverly's toughness and competitive spirit to our team. Uh, personally, I think this is a great addition for the Lakers. Um, also brings up the point of, are they going to keep Russell Westbrook? or Because we know in, in past, you know, Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook have had their issues on the court. So it'll be interesting to see how those two work together. Uh, the last bit of mo- news that I got for you guys today is Torian Prince of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um was arrested in a Miami airport on a warrant. Um, you know, he still got two years, $16 million left on his extension. Um, he was arrested, like I said, in the Miami International Airport on Thursday on a fugitive warrant that was issued in Texas. Um, jail records did not show bond information or the specifics of the charges or... Um, anything to do with that so we'll have to kind of keep an eye out for that and see how uh, things progress with Torian Prince and the Minnesota Timberwolves getting into the Lakers breakdown though uh, we're going to go over the roster some additions subtractions and then after that we'll jump right into the pod with the boys so additions for this team they ended up adding Thomas Bryant from Washington Troy Brown who was previously on Chicago Damian Jones, who was on the Kings. Lonnie Walker, who they got in free agency on the mid-level exception, uh, was previously on the Spurs. They got Juan Toscano-Anderson from the Warriors. Jay Huff, Max Christie as a rookie. Scotty Pippen Jr. rookie. And Cole Swider as a rookie. Subtractions for this team. Malik Monk is going to Sacramento. Mac McClung, Golden State Warriors. Kent Bazemore is going to the Kings as well. Carmelo is still a free agent. Dwight's still a free agent. Wayne Ellington, free agent. Avery Bradley, DJ Augustine, and Mason Jones are all free agents as well. So looking at this roster, uh, starting lineup I'm predicting is going to be something like um, Russell Westbrook, Lonnie Walker, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Thomas Bryant. This could all change going forward, but we'll have to kind of you know stick around and see what they decide to do for their starting lineup. Uh, bench players will look something like Patrick Beverly, Kendrick Nunn, uh, Troy Brown, Austin Reeves, Max Christie, Stanley Johnson, Juan Toscano Anderson, Cole Swider, Damian Jones, and Wenyan Gabriel. So that is your roster for your 2022-2023 Los Angeles Lakers. With that being said, though, let's jump right into the podcast.
Welcome back, boys. A disappointing year for the Lakers, though, as they went 33-49 and 49 overall, just missing the play-in game as they took 11th in the conference, 18-34 and 34, um, in that conference, which is the West, 3-13 and 13 in the division. Surprising number there. I didn't think they did, played that well in the division, but three wins in your own division, I get it. You got the Golden State Warriors and the Clippers in it, but or and the and the Suns too. So I get why they went three and thirteen, but that's just a shocking number. And then kind of like the Clippers, they also won nine more games at home than they did away. But I mean, as we go into this seventy fifth anniversary of this historical franchise, Matt, I just want to ask you, what do you think of the moves, or I should say, non moves this team made in free agency this year? Um, you know, the one move that I like the most probably. Um is getting um oh what's his face that the center oh Thomas Bryant having a brain fart yeah, he he was on their their team um a couple years ago and I think I think he's a good player I think he could definitely be a either a starter alongside AD or even or a backup depending on how they want to use him uh, but I I like that pickup a lot I think he he's kind of a nice player because he can at least shoot a little bit too so he can help uh, space the floor when guys like Westbrook and LeBron drive. So that's a nice pickup in my opinion. Um, I think really the bigger story though, is that it looks like Russell Westbrook is staying on the roster, which um, it was a disaster last year. Um, Maybe with a new coach, maybe it's um, could be a little bit different. I think uh, he said that he was given the um, go ahead that like he can bench him if he wants to, like going down the stretch of games. Whereas I think Vogel like felt obligated to play him uh, at certain times last year. So, I mean, if that's truly the case and Russell Westbrook doesn't um, go ballistic, if that happens, um, then maybe that could be beneficial, but I don't know. I don't think uh, they made enough additions as it currently stands to make too much of an impact um, on their season this year. Um, but that's just my thoughts. Yeah, I agree. A lot of these moves uh, give me that, that uh, you know, meh vibe. Uh, you know, I think Lonnie Walker is, a, is an intriguing piece that they're adding at the two-guard position. Um, and, and, and Thomas Bryant is a pretty serviceable center that will allow AD to not, you know, have to bang in the post against uh, the typical fives and hopefully allow him to stay a little healthier. But, yeah, I think, I think the biggest story of this offseason is, is that Russell Westbrook is still on this team. Um, there were the trade talks, you know, trying to get Kyrie. Were they going to get Kyrie? There were the trade talks, you know, with them potentially trying to get Buddy Heald and I think maybe Miles Turner. Um but ultimately, as we stand, as you look at it today, Russell Westbrook is still on this team, and if they're running it back with the same squad, well, you kind of saw what happened last year. Uh, with all the talent in this world, Russell Westbrook just does not fit very well with guys like LeBron and Anthony Davis. So uh, maybe Russell's been working on that shot this offseason. I know we've seen you know Anthony Davis working on the shot in the offseason, but th- this team just doesn't have enough spacing. Russell Westbrook really wasn't playing that well with LeBron when he didn't have the ball in his hands. Um, Truthfully, it was just shocking, and it's kind of left me with just thinking that I don't really have many expectations for this Lakers team overall. Yeah. I mean, 
eight new players that are integrating into this team after a struggling year. Um, they get a little bit younger, but you guys touched on the main two that they kind of added in Lonnie Walker and Thomas Bryant. I think those two are going to have maybe the biggest impact on, you know, them possibly winning more games. Um, I think overall there's, I don't think they're going to be 33 and 49 if they stay healthy. I think you're looking at more of a 500 team, you know, play in, um, maybe six seed at the, at the most, but, uh, they really didn't add anybody substantial that could probably really help out this team. Um, I actually saw a trade though recently. I think it was it was a three team trade, and it'd be the Lakers would get Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, Bogdan Bogdanovich, or Bojan Bogdanovich, and Patrick uh, Beverly. So and then so you get two players from the Jazz, you get two players uh, from uh, the Pacers. And then they, I think the Lakers would have to throw in both their first round picks, Russell Westbrook, THT, um, and maybe Kendrick and Anthony Davis. Well. Or... <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, you know, how are they? Who who proposed that? What Lakers fan put that and said that people were gonna accept that? No, that's what they, I'm saying. It probably was a Lakers fan. Uh, is this Genie Bus saying this? No, but I mean, if you look at it, the Jazz get a first round pick. The Pacers get a first-round pick from the Lakers. And then they get, the Jazz you know, won, a Jazz won like 10 first-round picks. One first-round pick for The Jazz wanted five from the, from the Knicks. From the Utah Jazz? You'd be giving up Patrick Beverly and Bogdanovich. For one first-round pick? For one first-round pick. First pick. For one first-round pick. For a 10-year-old? And THT. What? Nah, that's that, that's that is... honestly not bad. Getting a first round pick and then well, they're not going to the use. Pacers get? Pacers would get Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, and a first round pick. No, no if I'm no. the Jazz, I'm not doing that. If I'm the Pacers, I, they haven't done it yet. It's still not going to happen. I think I like the the Utah Jazz one better because you're giving up on Patrick Beverly, who probably doesn't want to play there in general, and then and then Bogdanovich, who's getting older and you probably don't want to pay him another time. So I think that one's more plausible, but giving up Buddy Heald and Miles Turner for a first and Russell West or THT or whatever it was. That's not going to work. Even if you're the Jazz, I think you can find a better trade um, for Pat Bev and and, uh, Bogdanovich. No, I get it. I was just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Sounds like one Lakers fan heard both those trades and then just combined them. Yeah, no, I was I was just doing some some Jimmy Butler really? uh, fishing where I <laughs> where I actually fall over. They're like, how about we just get all those players? <laughs> yeah, you know, while we're at it, do a fourteen trade with Kyrie and we'll give him a second first a second pick from whenever you know. That'll work. Right, yeah, if, hey, they a, if they throw in a second, they could get Donovan Mitchell too, probably. Sean yeah, Marks, yeah. we're only doing that. We're only doing that deal, Sean, if you throw in KD as well. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I, they they have no moves to make. I mean, the Lakers can't do anything with this roster. Nobody wants to take on Russell Westbrook, and even if it is one more year, they just don't want to have a player like that. And who wants to pay him forty four million dollars just for one year? I mean, unless you're getting two first round picks, maybe that's worth it, but. Then again, the I mean, Lakers aren't going to get much back for him, anyways. Yeah, 
I mean, to be fair, I know his trade value is pretty low. I have to imagine that if Russell Westbrook is on any other team in this NBA, he's a better player. Like, you know, even with the Wizards, with Bradley Beal, he's a pretty good player in 2020, 2021 or whatever. Uh, so it sucks that his trade value is kind of in the trash. But if, if I'm a team acquiring Russell Westbrook, I'd have to imagine it really can't get any worse than it was in uh, L.A. And that, that probably is just due to him having to play a different role that he's ever played before. Yeah, and you got LeBron yeah. and AD who aren't, shooter like good three-point shooters i guess yeah. lebron is better but there's no space in him the floor for russell westbrook to do his thing so it's just not the perfect role for him yeah i, th- I think uh russ is still a really good nba player um i think he gets a lot of hate but i think it's more so that he's making like 45 million next year which you know for what he gives to a team currently that's just way too much um Especially when you got somebody like John Wall making six million, who can put up comparable numbers in helping a team. That's fair. Um, But I think if they were going to make any trade, I could see them making a trade with the Jazz just because they're definitely tanking and they have older assets that they could give up in Bogdanovich and Mike Conley and Pat Bev. Um, But they would definitely want a mix of picks those two picks and then maybe THT even though I'm personally not on the THT train at all I think he's pretty one dimensional he does the same driving move every single time um, finger <laughs> just, roll. it worked at first until everybody knew what it was and that now it doesn't work <laughs> yeah. do you think there's any team in this league that looks at Russell Westbrook and says that's the missing piece that'll help me get over the hump Quick answer, no. Yeah, quick answer, no. You don't think there's any title contending team that says, you know what, let's trade for Russell Westbrook and you know help us get make a deep playoff run. No. Unless at this you price want range, no. Your sixth man. Okay. Just, just thought. If you want him to come off your bench, if you want him to be like, if I'm the Warriors and like it'd be enticing to have him come off the bench mm. for like a one year deal, what John mm-hmm. Wall got for six million dollars. Just to bring him off the bench and kind of do his thing. No, not Give the Warriors. That'd rest. be the worst team. <laughs> Don't put that Judo on the Warriors. I'm just saying for next year, I, like, I, there's no I team think, that's going to take him this year. Next year when he's a free agent and he'll probably have a smaller deal, I think there could definitely be some teams in the mix for him. Because I think, you know, I think he could help. He, I could see him even on a team like the um, Miami Heat in place of that's Kyle exactly Lowry. That's exactly what the team's for me. Yeah, because I think his contract's up. Yeah, and I I mean, I just think he's a dog, and I think he would fit it well in with that culture. Um, Maybe he could fit with Jimmy. I'm not sure. They have, like, strong personalities, but I I think he could fit. I think he kind of gets, like, you know, like a bad rep. Like, at the end of the day, like, just two years ago with the Wizards, he helped bring them to a a playoffs. um, I know they were still under 500, but at least they made the playoffs. Um, but I don't know. I think I think he he's better than what people think. But when you're when you're in the biggest uh, media market in the the world, you're gonna get um, you're gonna get some criticism if you're not up to standards. For sure, and I mean LeBron's gonna need all the help in the world. I mean he just signed a two-year extension as well to kind of keep him on the team. I don't not sure why he had to do it now but i think there was something like 
where they can't actually trade him this year, this coming year. So they have to wait till I think next off season to be able to trade him. So you think any, you think any team ever trades LeBron James? Depends on what you can get back for him because Lakers really don't have the draft capital and they don't have the young talent. So you basically got LeBron for two, three, maybe four years tops left. Yeah, and LeBron, the, I think the thing, in, he can be traded, but he has like a huge trade kicker. So like he would get like an additional, he'd be making like $75 million in one year if he got traded, which which is nuts. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. I mean, just finishing up his 19th season, too, at the age of 37, posting numbers like 30 points, 8 assists, and six or 8 rebounds and 6 assists. I mean, that's incredible numbers. I think he was second in points per game behind Joel Embiid, who barely nudged him out of the scoring title. But, um, you know, he's got to get more help behind this team, especially with AD. I think the main – because the main thing they brought in – AD for was to help out LeBron and bring, I mean, I know they got the one championship, but it'd be nice if they could, you know, ring off another one as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel so I mean, bad for the Lakers. No, you <laughs> yeah. don't. That, that one championship, that's, oh my God, that, that's so bad. You know yeah, what? You guys... Alex, I get it. I get it. You know, when you sign LeBron James in 2018, and then you trade for Anthony Davis the following year. You don't you don't just picture one championship. You know if this uh, if this tenure ends in one championship, I think Lakers fans and Lakers brass probably looks at this as uh, eh, not necessarily a failure, but like a, like there should have been like more. There should have been more. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Go ahead. their their major mistake was getting rid of all their depth for Westbrook and whoever's decision that ultimately was, whether it was LeBron's or. Um, Palinka's, I'm not not really sure exactly. I think there's been people saying both ways. But, I mean, giving up somebody like KCP, who's a good defender and shooter, Kuzma, who can shoot the ball. Um, Caruso. Even, Mon- even Montrez. Uh, Caruso was huge. I would not have let go of Caruso at all. I mean, I think he is vital in their, winning their championship that year just because of how good he was on defense. But, you know, Can't even if Westbrook was – yeah, I mean, even if Westbrook was playing good, I just think that's that's three to four like major contributors on that team, and it's just tough to give that up for one player. And honestly, like if you look at the numbers, which a lot of people are just going to look at the numbers and be like, "Oh, I mean, Westbrook wasn't that bad last year. AD wasn't that bad. I mean, the trio the trio of them together averaged seventy two points per game last year with the Lakers when they played, which by far and none was probably I'd say it was probably like top five in you know trios last year so you you can't get fooled by the numbers the numbers are going to lie to you this team um, really played bad on the defensive end I think they were bottom five and you know letting up points so um, bringing in some new players like Lonnie Walker maybe Thomas Bryant and Damian Jones maybe those guys and Troy Brown uh, maybe those guys can add a little bit more defensive youth to kind of energize this team, but uh, they got to get better step one on the defensive end because we know how good they can be on offense. And I really don't want those numbers to kind of fool our listeners in thinking that this team's fine with 
you know, just putting up a ton of points because that's it's just not going to work, especially in the Western Conference. Yeah, I mean, and at the same time too, they they lost uh, Malik Monk, who I thought was a pretty big loss for them, considering he's a thirty nine percent three point shooter and he can play a little bit of defense here and there. Uh, not the best defender, obviously, but can play some. Um, Mello, I don't think will be too big of a loss just because he's got awful at defense at this age. Um, he's a good shooter and can space the floor, but I think. This, this team's biggest flaw uh, was defense, and it showed, especially down the stretch of games. Um, when you have Shea icing games from shooting six feet behind the three-point line after capping off a 20-point comeback against them, I think you know things are not looking good for your team. Um, but, yeah, I think really if they can just hunker down on the defensive end, I think they'll honestly be fine, like, for the most part, at least in the regular season. I, I mean, I don't really see them as contenders, just the way the roster is right now. But I think they can at least play a little better defense. They'll at least be in the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. This, the defense really was this team's Achilles heel. You know, LeBron getting up at their age isn't playing great defense like he used to back in Miami. Russell Westbrook has never initially been a great defender either. Um, and with Anthony Davis in and out of the lineup, yeah, this team really wasn't focused on defense, I would say. Um, do any of the additions they made this offseason change anything about that? I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe there's just a coaching issue. Maybe Frank Vogel wasn't the guy that's going to help them elevate this team's defensive potential, and you bring in the guy from Milwaukee. I think it's uh, Ham? Arm? Um, yeah, Ham. Ham. Uh, maybe that um, does change the defensive identity of this team and the uh, Maybe, you know, they play a little bit more inspired. Maybe Russell Westbrook feels like, you know, this guy is a guy he wants to play for. He's going to play better perimeter defense. Um, but, yeah, if this team is going to do anything this year, they, they really do have to step it up on the defensive end. And I think, truthfully, it, it has to start with AD. Um, he needs to be healthy. He needs to be on the court. And he needs to, to play like a, the big man like he is. You know, the guy that we all expected him to be when we drafted him out of Kentucky when they traded for him. Um, he is that guy when he's healthy. But, yeah, he's got to stay on the court. Yeah, yeah I mean, and even apart from his uh his defense, like you you know his defense is always going to be there. But man, was eighty horrible from three point last year. Um, he really has to step it up in that aspect because when he's not shooting threes and uh, Russ is off and he's breaking shots off the side of the backboard, then there's no there's no room for LeBron to get into the paint, and that's where he's at the best. Like. There's, there's no other player better than LeBron at getting in the paint and seeing all sides of the court still and uh, beaming a pass across the court to somebody, a wide-open shooter. And he wasn't able to do that quite as much last year because of the terrible shooting around him. So I think the defense will play a, a big factor, but also just making sure that, you know, like they're shooting a little bit better. Because, like, AD in the bubble shooting, like, around like 35 to 37% from three, which is really good and the best in his career, but shooting, I think he shot like 25% from three. That's, that's awful. Honestly, like might've been worse than um, that too. Yeah. It might've been, I saw, saw some, some, uh, Instagram videos of him working out with lethal shooter though. So hope, ho- so ho- yeah, hopefully he gets that, that shot going for him. Um, I know he's helped some other NBA players. Um, and he's obviously a 
insanely good shooter himself, but I think uh, it it really is all just comes down to AD for the most part for this team, like on both defense and offensive end. Uh, you know Le- what LeBron's going to give you. You kind of know what um, Russ is going to give you at this point, but AD's got to be healthy. He's got to be uh, that two-way player, that near MVP candidate every year with the New Orleans Pelicans at times. Like He didn't win MVP, but he was definitely in the discussion with some of the numbers he was putting up there. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, and he probably – he. I mean, in New Orleans, he really just – didn't get the credit that he probably deserved in that small market. Um, but just a crazy stat for you guys. But so they were negative three in margin of victory last year. Eight teams were only worse than that. Let me know if you guys tell me to stop. If there's any of these teams that you think are, are good quality teams, they're going to go far in the playoffs next year. So you got the wizards, Pacers, Kings, Pistons, magic, thunder, rockets, blazers. Any of those? You know what? Was it one? You gonna say Blazers? Uh, the Blazers, possibly. You know, with Dame coming back, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I see them being a ten seed, nine seed at best. Um, but you know, in the Eastern Conference, even though the Pistons are a young team, I like a lot of the talent that they have. You think they're gonna get past a first round playoff series? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely not. No, no, no. But they could be a playoff team. Yeah, but what I'm I'm saying is, like, the Lakers have higher hopes than all of those teams I just mentioned. Like, Uh, the expectation is that they're going to make it back to probably conference finals at the least in in their eyes. But, I mean, if you're a Lakers fan, you're hoping for another finals victory. And I honestly don't see that coming anytime soon. This is is a very flawed team. And it was exposed last year. And I just, I feel like they just didn't do enough to like add to like the defense this off season because the year that they won it, were I'm pretty sure they're the best defensive team in the league, um, by a pretty good margin. Um, so like, I don't know. I just think that they're really hurting on defense, and there's so much good offensive firepower in the West that you know things are going to be tough for this team. I think. Uh, Honestly, like the team that you just named off, like I would group them with at almost. They're like yeah. just a step above it, so like it, it makes sense that that's where they were at. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could maybe see the Wizards uh, winning a playoff series if they got the right matchup. Um, they got Porzingis. They added uh, a couple guys with Will Barton and Monte Morris, which I thought were nice pickups, and then. Uh, giant davis in the draft uh if they got maybe like a hawks or a knicks matchup or something in the playoffs i think they could win that but i doubt they would get that says they'd probably be a low seed right yeah i think i think the main things that we've gone over is you know defense they got to be a lot better kind of like they were you know what was it in 2020 two years ago so I mean, if they can do that, I think there's a stat out there. If you're top five in offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency, uh, there's a good chance that, you know, that team either made it to the finals or won the finals. So uh, you got to be top five in those categories, and they're just not there on that defensive end. Uh, And I think it's not only just rebounding the ball or just 
um, guarding your one-on-one matchups or help defense, it's been the turnovers. I think the turnovers have been the biggest issue because besides the rebounding, um, you know, top four in turnovers per game last year, that's a staggering number. And, uh, you know, you could contribute to two ball handlers and LeBron and Russell Westbrook, who usually on average over their careers average, you know, more than five or six turnovers a game, which is you double that that's 12 league averages around 13. So, um, that's way too many turnovers for a team. So they got to be able to balance that. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be good to be able to bring Russell Westbrook off the bench for that, but, uh, you got to find a way to, to knock down those turnovers. Manny, what do you think about, uh, ways that they could maybe manage these turnovers or bring them down to at least league average? You know, I think a lot of it's just going to be team chemistry. This is a Lakers team that we've seen probably for the past three to four years that they're essentially swapping out seven, eight, nine guys in offseason. Um, so, you know, I think another year with Russell Westbrook, LeBron, and Anthony Davis probably will help a little bit. Um, you know, Talon Tucker, Horton, or Horton Tucker, THT, and Stanley Johnson being there. But, again, this, this team is essentially a whole new team. You see they've probably swapped out eight or nine players once again. So um, I think it's just going to be – Guys playing safer basketball, not actually trying to go for that highlight play, and uh, just just have a better team chemistry. Uh, but but like you said, you know guys like Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, they're going to account for at least you know 12, 13 turnovers a game by themselves, right? So um, the other guys with the ball, they can't have those turnovers, they can't make those mistakes. And uh, you know, Coach Ham probably has to draw that into this team that you know turnovers killed you guys last year. It shouldn't happen again this year too much veteran leadership on this team for them to be top four in the league in turnovers. Yeah, Darvin Ham has got to bring all the meats if this team wants to succeed next year. Yeah. He's got a tough task ahead of him. Yeah, another uh, like tough stat for them is that they were 29th in the league in free throw shooting percentage, which, I mean, if you turn the ball over and can't shoot free throws – I mean, you're going to be a bottom team in the league. Like that, those are two of the most important stats in the league um, in terms of success. Um, so they also got to be better from the line. You can't be breaking uh, shots without anybody on you. Literally free points. You just have to make them. <laughs> but yeah, speaking about Darvin Ham, though, if if you guys uh, haven't seen Darvin Ham's highlight reel. Go go check it out because he he was actually nasty back in the day. He he has some airtime. I've seen a couple of posters. He had some nice donks. Where did he play? Didn't he play? Did he play overseas? Uh, He played on the Pistons. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Check him out. There's an image of him guarding LeBron like early on in his career, so kind of funny. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah. So kind of like so you know how you know back when Kobe was playing they kind of went through that drought like 10 years when D'Lo came in a league and and all that and they were kind of they had no picks to give they had no free agents that wanted to come to LA I mean that's that's kind of what I feel is happening right now they don't have the draft picks they could probably get some free agents but they just don't have the cap space to do that they got to wait till next year obviously but uh, they, they just can't add any more talent. And main reason I'm bringing this up is uh, as we're recording this episode, it's actually 824, which is uh, National Kobe Day. So 
we got to shout out Kobe with uh, while we're doing this Lakers breakdown, of course. Yeah, pour one out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, this is coming out uh, on uh, Friday for you guys, so um, it'll be past that day. But we just got to make sure we mention it for you guys. Yeah. Uh, Kobe Day, uh, there used to be a, a bigger thing with when he was uh, still with Nike, but I think they got it ironed out with Vanessa that they're bringing him back on Nike. Um, so that'll be nice. Get some some new Kobe's out, too. Uh it was kind of disappointing when when I thought Kobe's were going to be gone forever because Kobe's are some of my favorite basketball shoes to hoop in. Yeah, man. Day 24, his birthday yesterday. You know, of course, we got to pay our respects to the man. Um, R.I.P. Rest in peace. Rest in paradise, King. Yeah. I mean, I've never worn any of his shoes before, but uh, just because I'm a LeBron fan. But uh, I've. I've always heard they're really comfortable, and uh, didn't they used to have those like kind of ankle support things in the back on some of them? I think Matt, you had a you had a pair, didn't you? Yeah, they did used to have those. Uh, um, then they used to even have like after he tore his Achilles, like the the lines where he tore it right. on some of those shoes. Um, but yeah, he's had some pretty innovative shoes over the years. I think he's one of the first ones to go to like the low cut ones. Bit modeled off of like soccer type shoes because he's a big soccer fan um but yeah you know i think uh he's got better shoes than lebron but <laughs> they're a little too, too too bulky for me they're kind of like moon boots a little bit but not all of them not all of them but uh since we're kind of talking about you know retired players or players that have played on this lakers team um I just want to mention out that Paul Gasol is having his jersey retired for this upcoming season. Uh, any like standout uh, memories you guys have from Paul Gasol when he either played on the Lakers or did he play on the Grizzlies as well with his brother Mark? Uh, not not with his brother, but he he did play on the Grizzlies. Okay. Uh, back in the day. I don't know if there's any necessarily standout memories for me about Paul Gasol. I just remember him being a very consistent player, uh, very you know. One-two punch with Kobe. Great pick and roll action they had going on at the time. Definitely a problem during those two championship runs that they had in 2009 and 2010. Um, but yeah, definitely well deserved. Um, he, he's had a really uh, impactful role in this league. He's had a really impactful legacy with the Lakers organization, and so it, it's. Uh, I'm happy that he's getting his dues and his flowers. Yeah, I mean, Paul wasn't necessarily the flashiest dude in the world, but he was definitely a consistent player for them. Um, and he was a smart player, too. I think that's part of why Kobe liked him so much is he didn't always get along with some players because uh, they were either lazy like Dwight Howard, according to Kobe, or or they uh, didn't just give him the ball and get out of his way. And I think Pa was good at that. He, he knew his place on their, on their team. That's part of why they had so much success. I think the memories that I'm going to take away from Pa is, you know, like we said, not athletic – or not the most athletic, um, really didn't, you know, just absolutely kill it on the stat sheets or anything, but uh, just his games in the playoffs when he'd play against, you know, all-time greats like Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett, like when he's holding his own against those two and actually, you know, you can actually see how good he is on the court against high-level talent like that. I think we kind of, you know, took him for granted uh, a lot more back in the day when, um, 
you know, it was mainly Kobe's team and we were so worried about how he was going to win those finals appearances. But um, I think it's, I think it's huge for Powell to not only get his jersey retired, but with a franchise like the Lakers who have so many great players up in that banner. I know they did Shaq's and Kobe's um, not too long ago. So a big honor for him as well. Yeah, definitely. I think um, he he played a big role in Kobe's legacy and helping him out winning those two championships. Uh, I think he even I saw like last year he still even plays a role in like Kobe's daughters' lives, like um, and supports them still. So that's nice to see that he's definitely a, was a true friend of Kobe's. So glad he's getting his jersey retired. He was a uh, I always remember him as a Laker, even though he played some years with Memphis and then a couple with Chicago towards the end of his career. But I'll remember him most as a Laker. Well, before we get out of here, I want to quick talk about like the uh, rookies that the Lakers got. Um, you know, not big splashes, but bringing in Scottie Pippen Jr., Max Christie, who was their second rounder that they got actually in the draft, and then Cole Swider, who's – uh, a pretty good knockdown shooter, as we saw in uh, G League this year. So uh, what do you guys, you know, think of these rookies? Do you think they're going to impact this next season or are they just kind of, you know, hope and wait for the next upcoming seasons? I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I don't really have very many high expectations of any of these rookies. I don't know if they're even going to get playing time. But like we mentioned, the Lakers don't really have much depth. And so if any, at any point of Coach Allen has to go ahead and just try a different lineup, wouldn't be surprised if he saw, you know, Pippen Jr., Christie, or Swindler getting some minutes. I know there's even talk. I don't know if it's true, but, like, them considering putting Austin Reeves in the starting lineup, um, which you got to try something out. But Possible. I think, I think. I mean, that's what, uh, you know, Laker Nation, I've seen a couple of tweets, a couple of articles about that. I don't know how true that is. I don't know why he deserves that. But I think really what, what that message is saying is that uh, – this Lakers organization is really flexible in terms of who they're going to give minutes to. And they're, they're going to be searching for the winning combination because they don't have it right now. Um, they got a bunch of guys who quite frankly, aren't the most talented league. And, you know, hopefully one of those guys steps up and fills a role that they need. So back to your main point, of your question wouldn't be surprised if Pippen jr. Christie or Sw- uh, Swider get any minutes or make a decent contribution, but I'm not really expecting them to. Um, and, and, but they're probably good building blocks to kind of have, you know, post LeBron era when, uh, yeah, the, the draft capital is barren. Yeah, I mean, I could, I really don't see them like doing may, being too impactful. I, I could see them getting some minutes just because of how awful some of the roster is. Um, so they might out of necessity have to play like some here and there. Um, probably more like Max Christie than anybody else. Maybe Swider if he's shooting good. Um, but really, I, you know, I don't really see them making too much of an impact this year. Um, I think – when did Reeves start playing? Did he start playing as a rookie? Or, he did. Yeah, la- yeah, last year was a, he was a rookie, right? Yeah. yeah. He was, uh, it was like 20 games in where, where he started to get a little bit more minutes when they had some players go down and uh, their season was kind of going south. Yeah. I mean, even so, there's not oh, – go ahead, Matt. Oh, I was just saying, and, and Reeves is a, a little bit older, too. Like, he's already 24, so – and I think Chrissy is still only, like, 20, 20 or 21 or even younger than that, maybe even. 
Um, so I really don't see any of these guys really too, making too much of an impact. Um, not to say that they're not, they couldn't be nice players in the future, but I just, when you're a team contending, like if you're banking on like rookies to help you get there, I mean, that's not, not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you stole the, you stole the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, I mean, if this team wants to make the playoffs and maybe go far, like they don't have any room for rookies to, to make, you know, to have planning time on this team. The only chance is, I mean, you got to be buddy, buddy with, with LeBron James. I mean, you got to be, you know, bringing his kids to, to basketball practice. You got to be doing anything <laughs> possible just to get on his good side so you can get some playing time. Cause I mean, he's the only one that can do it for you. Yeah. I mean, if LeBron likes you, you might get to play a little bit, but other than that, we'll, we'll be seeing them in Santa Cruz probably. Yeah. I think it'll be good though for like, players like Scotty Pippen Jr. or uh, Max Christie, though, just kind of develop a little bit more, kind of like they did with Mac McClung, who's now on the Golden State Warriors, but just kind of get those guys some more NBA-ready, you know, just so they're not just sitting on the on the sidelines at Lakers game just watching. You know, it'd be better to have them actually play in G League games and meaningful games where, you know, if, if, the, if the staff likes what they see out of them, you know, two to three years down the road, I think you could see – one, two, or maybe all three of those getting, um, you know, meaningful minutes in the regular season. But um, in conclusion, guys, I just want to hear what you guys have to think about, you know, where this team is going, the direction, um, and then also where you kind of think this team's going to fall uh, as we kind of near the end of regular season and uh, maybe get into playoff time. Yeah, I, I think this is a play-in team. Um, I, don't, I don't really see much more beyond a seven seed, maybe a six seed if, like, you know, things fall perfectly, they're healthy, but there's some injuries. But quite frankly, you know, this is essentially the same team that they had last year. And uh, I, don't, I mean, I don't know about the basketball you guys watched, but it wasn't pretty when, when we saw this Lakers team last year. So um, it sucks to see LeBron in this twilight, you know, still putting up 38 and six. And, you know, it's ways to get on teams like this. Uh, but yeah, just expectations are pretty low. Uh, but you know, maybe that's what they need. You know, a little pressure off the team, and maybe they'll also surprise some people. Maybe AD will really just take over and have this be his team. Maybe Russell Westbrook will uh, go ahead and step into that role and, and you know, kind of be more of an off-ball player. But uh, if everything stays the same, I think six seed max. But for, I think if we're being honest, we're looking at probably a nine to 10, 10 seed and probably getting eliminated in the play-in game. Yeah, I I kind of agree. Run the same lines a little bit. Um, you know, it kind of all really depends on some of like the role players, um, like Lonnie Walker. Maybe he takes a step being with some better players. Um, the Spurs have a good organization, but like he's never played with anybody like LeBron's stature. Um, so that could help him a little bit, maybe. Uh, I think Kendrick Nung getting back would help too, because I mean, he's a in his first two years, he averaged 15 a game, um, and he was kind of a burner off the bench for the heat at times. And that, that could be helpful for the Lakers off the bench or starting, depending on what they want to do with him. Um, uh, I think Juan Toscano will have a little bit bigger role. And I think that's part of why he um, signed with the, the Lakers is that so he could actually have a, a bigger role because he was pretty buried on the uh, Warriors depth chart. 
and he's a long defender, so he could maybe help out a little bit on the perimeter. Um, but I think realistically, unless like there's you get like super performances out of like AD and LeBron and Westbrook, like this team's ceiling is probably a first round exit, um, unless LeBron can turn back the clock and carry this team to the conference finals or something like that. I just I just don't see it. I think. It's nothing against LeBron either. Like, um, I you shouldn't expect somebody that's 38 years old to carry the team anymore. Um, other guys have to step up, and the Lakers have to put the pieces around them. But I don't know. It's going to be tough. They're they're limited on draft capital. It's things don't look too good in La La Land right now for the Lakers. But maybe they can get some luck and turn it around if a team like. The uh, Nets gift them Kyrie Irving at the trade deadline or something. Um, <laughs> Not happening. But I, but I don't really see anything like that happening. But yeah, I think if you're a Lakers fan, uh, you're hoping that bringing in Darvin Ham, the new head coach, you know, maybe can change up the schemes a little bit, uh, incorporate mm-hmm. a different offense and defense to kind of help this team get better in stats like rebounding and uh, turnovers and you know, just defense in general. Uh, and we got to take into account that the last time that the Lakers won a championship, they brought in a new coach, Frank Vogel. So maybe bringing in another coach could lead to their second championship. I guess we'll have to find out, but uh, I just want to thank you guys for uh, coming on the podcast, Manny and Matt really appreciate it. Uh, hell of a job boys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Alex, as always, it's a pleasure. Fun time. Make sure to uh, follow and like the podcast if you enjoy this content. We got more coming out for you guys in the next couple days in the Pacific Division with the Phoenix Suns and Sacramento Kings. If you haven't checked out our past episode, uh, Manny and Matt are also on that one as well with the Clippers. So make sure to go check that one out as well. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at our Shots Aside account. And then also, if you have any talking points or questions, you'd like to ask the crew, make sure to send it to our Gmail account at shotsaside at gmail.com. With that being said, boys, peace out. Peace. Peace. Laker girls. <laughs> you guys remember that announcer? Like, Laker girls. Uh, yeah, I'm 2K. Yeah. <laughs>